This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Okay. Well, the Edmonton Oilers season coming to a halt last night, beaten by the Colorado Avalanche. Plenty of Oilers discussion today. Several of the key players spoke today at Rogers Place. We'll also check in with Craig McTavish for his thoughts on how the Oilers progressed throughout the year and ultimately being swept by the Colorado Avalanche. The NHL's East final resumes tonight in a few minutes. It's going to be game four between the Rangers and and the Lightning will keep you updated on that one. The Oil Kings face off uh, 8 o'clock Mountain Time tonight in Seattle. Game 3 tonight, game 4 tomorrow. That series is tied 1-1. Then they're back at Rogers Place Saturday night to take on Seattle in game 5. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Oh, man, disappointing ending to the Oilers season. We knew they were going to be in tough against the Colorado Avalanche. It looked good last night for a while didn't it? Three goals in the second period, up 3-1. Colorado scores in the first minute of the third. Uh Uh-oh. But no, the Oilers come right back and score. They're up 4-2. I was thinking this might be their night to at least take it to game five, but the Avalanche uh, ultimately just able to turn it on, won with their B game last night, got the game winner early in overtime, and that did it for the Edmonton Oilers, their uh, deepest playoff run since 2006 but still some uh still some work to do and there's going to be a lot of discussion about that this week i can tell you that gm ken holland and head coach jay woodcroft will uh speak to the media tomorrow so we'll have extended coverage of that on oilers now with bob Stoffer, and then of course on uh inside sports tomorrow night several players spoke today and we will get to some of the most significant audio from their uh, their comments, and I, I think a key here for Edmonton, two players who, is is that it for them as members of the Edmonton Oilers? Is, is Evander Kane going to be back next season? How much money is he going to want? Will he take any sort of a discount to perhaps stay with the Edmonton Oilers? Uh, that's a big story. We know what Kane meant to the team. We know that uh, for a while he was scoring a goal per game in the playoffs. He's, he is still the leader in goals scored this postseason with the Oilers now eliminated. And then in goal, the most discussed position with the Edmonton Oilers this season, uh, rightfully so with how it went along with Miko Koskinen playing a lot in the first half of the season, sometimes playing well, sometimes not so well, with Mike Smith being hurt, coming back, not looking great at times, and then really... Uh, over about the final quarter of the regular season being outstanding and then taking the Oilers into the conference final. But Smith, as you know, turned 40 in March. He does have one year left on his contract. But is he going to play that year? Or was that Mike Smith's final moment in the National Hockey League last night? You probably heard Smith talk after the game. He came out uh, again today for a year-end media availability, and he was asked this question by Sportsnet's Mark Spector. It's rare to have a 40-year-old goalie, but it's really rare to have one who was the number one. Like There's been lots of guys that played a long time, but they all finish as backups, and you're not. You're playing all the games. Are you? Can you come back and be that guy? 
Spag, I, I have no idea at this point. It's, like I said, it's, it's been a grind for sure. It's, I'm not getting any younger. So I, I don't know where I'm going to be at, but I know it's, it's been a lot more difficult this year than in, in years past. Um, but I don't know at this point. Um, it's too early to tell. All right, uh, so that's one of the telling answers from Mike Smith today. Look, he, he said he didn't know. He referenced the, the four months or so until next season starts, so there is uh, some time to decide. Um, but we also didn't really hear him say, like, no, I got, I got a year left. I got gas left in the tank. Uh, he, he seems to be, and we're going to play a couple other pretty interesting clips here as we go along as well. T- to me, the, the comments seem to be leaning towards, man, oh, man, this was uh, a tough season. I'm getting older. I, I don't know if I can go through it again. That's how it, it seemed to be leaning to me. Now, we, look, Smith battled. Uh, as I've been saying recently to, to all the people who have been saying he's washed up, he's washed up, he's done, he's done. Well, eventually you're going to be right if you keep saying that about a player. There were definitely times in the postseason he looked far from done. I mean, he had two shutouts against the Los Angeles Kings. He uh, outplayed, for the most part, a pretty good goaltender on the Calgary Flames. And uh, sure, there's some plays against the Colorado Avalanche, a couple shots he would like back, absolutely. But he was also going up against a pretty strong team. Smith also added that it seems kind of difficult to look ahead right now. To look ahead now after you just get ousted out of the conference finals, it's it's hard to see where you're going to be in the next two days, let alone four months from now. So I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, things to deal with mentally and physically, and that doesn't have to be decided in the next three minutes. Yeah, well, no, he does not have to decide in the next three minutes. He, he was also asked a question about a report that he's considering retirement. He said, I don't know where that came from. Um, but but again, I, I think we're kind of interpreting his his tone and the language he used today as he was asked questions about his uh, future, and he was also just asked a pretty general question about reflecting on the season as a whole. I'm mean, looking back on it in the brief time I've had to to uh, decompress, I guess. Um, challenging at times. Some good things, obviously, uh, but a grind, a grind of a season. Obviously, fun to make the playoffs and. And go on a run like we did, but you know, playing through injuries for you know the majority of the season is is not not easy. And um, I don't know where I'm going to be four months from now, but um, got a lot of obviously stuff to deal with. Yeah, I I mean Smith has been a pretty good interview. Over the years, he's he's always pretty well-spoken and candid at the podium. You may remember uh, in the regular season, I got about a seven-minute one-on-one with him, uh, talked about uh, superstitions, the shutouts, talked about being a, a dad to four relatively young kids. We He reflected a little bit on having an opportunity to play uh, high-caliber softball as a teenager and choosing hockey over that. So, I mean, he's a candid guy. He's an honest guy. As this season went on and he was playing more late in the regular season, he often spoke about sort of enjoying the process and wanting to peak at the right time and, and the opportunity in the playoffs. 
And certainly there was, uh, I, I think, positivity today and uh, gratefulness for this season and, and enjoying the playoffs and the opportunity that the Oilers had. But you also heard him bring up several times about the grind, about the grind, about the grind, about this season being tough. And I guess there's enough there to make me think, you know, at the age of 40, with a wife, with four kids, with only one year left on the contract, is he prepared to go through that grind again with probably at least one goaltender within the organization challenging him for playing time of referencing Stuart Skinner. And I, I think whether or not Smith is, is back or not, the Oilers may have to go out and try to find somebody else to be in net as well. So uh, we'll see again. I, this is uh, you, you heard the comments. Those were kind of the three key ones today. Uh, I'm just kind of giving you my interpretation of what I heard on, on top of sort of his demeanor last night after the Oilers elim- eliminated. If, if that is it for Mike Smith, um, I, I think he's going to be remembered as the best puck handling goaltender in the history of the NHL. I think uh, I, I know for a lot of you, well, stay in your net, don't give the puck away. But he also made a, a very, very many good plays handling the puck for the Edmonton Oilers that helped break the puck out. And in some cases, he even set up goals like the overtime goal in San Jose that McDavid scored or the uh, breakaway goal in the second round that Dreisaitl scored against the Calgary Flames. That's him. He gets out and he plays the puck. Unfortunately, sometimes it uh, led to crazy plays or even goals against. So a uh, little bit there from Mike Smith, who uh, also was asked kind of an interesting question today. Does he take a little bit more responsibility for the wins and the losses because he is a goaltender. I believe so. I think there's that's part of the position. It's part of it's part of uh, the job title, I guess. Is that you're the last line of defense, and when she hits the fan, you're the guy to bail that out. And unfortunately, that's part of. Uh, that's part of the job. That's part of why it's fun to be in that position. I, I love that challenge, and I love to be there for guys when there's mistakes made that you're trying to keep it out of the net as best you can. And like I said, it's, there is a responsibility that goes along with that. That's part of why you play the position. All right, so that is uh, Mike Smith, some of his uh, most illuminating comments from his year-end availability today. Of course, you're going to hear from Evander Kane as well. Uh, Zach Hyman spoke, Connor McDavid, Ryan McLeod. We'll get to as much audio as we can. Remember, we got the Elks this week debuting for the season at 7.30 tonight, and between 6.30 and 7, Craig McTavish is going to hop on Inside Sports. Happy to hear from you as well, 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com and follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Rangers and Lightning just underway. We'll keep you updated on that game too. All right, well, not even three minutes into the first period. Tampa Bay jumping into a one nothing lead against the New York Rangers. It is Patrick Maroon chopping in a loose puck in front of the net, so the Lightning go up one nothing on the Rangers. The Rangers lead that series 2-1. 
Okay, so uh, the Oilers packing up today. Several players came out and uh, answered questions from uh, me and other members of the media. I just went through some comments from Mike Smith talking about his future. Will it be with the Edmonton Oilers, or is he going to hang up the pads? And then there is Evander Kane, an unrestricted free agent. Uh, you know the story. Signed with Edmonton midseason and was awesome, quite frankly. 22 points. Uh, 22 goals, 39 points in 43 regular season games, 15 playoff games, 13 goals, 17 points. Unfortunately, he missed yesterday's game, serving the one-game suspension for the hit on Kadri in Game 3. Evander Kane was asked how he feels it went in Edmonton. Yeah, I thought it went uh, really well. Uh, probably even better than I expected, to be honest. Um so, uh, nothing but good things to say on that. So, Kane had a, a contract with an average annual value, just over $2 million for the Oilers. You look at those stats, I don't think it's unrealistic to say that if he goes to the open market, he could get quadruple that. I mean, is someone going to pay him around $8 million to potentially score 40 or 45 goals? I, I, I think that that's probably the neighborhood of what his next contract might be he was asked if he was thinking about that next deal oh there's so many different variables guys i mean i we just finished the season yesterday and um there's lots to uh sort through and figure out before uh before i start thinking about that all right so you know not committing to anything at this point but he did he he did elaborate a little more and and maybe he didn't answer the question he was asked directly, but he did offer a little bit more information when he was asked what's going to go into his decision about his next team. I mean, I, I'll go back to, you know, when I was uh, in a similar but very different situation a few months ago um, where I was had the opportunity to kind of pick where I wanted to go and I Edmonton was interested in me and I was interested in them. And, um, you know, the way I looked at it is you got two of the best players in the world. You got a team that... Uh, you know, wants to win now and is primed to win now. And, um, you know, I think uh, me joining it has a great opportunity to win. Um, I'm happy to say that, you know, we had some success um, doing that. And I think moving forward, obviously, there's um, there's a lot of things that factor into a decision. Uh, I've been very happy with uh, my time here. The fans have been phenomenal. The people in the city have been phenomenal. Um, this has got to be the best organization I've played for. Um, so uh, I have no complaints. And, um, you know, just like everybody else, I'm sure, is looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing what happens. Ken Holland's going to speak tomorrow. Obviously, he's going to be asked about Evander Kane. This this will probably take a while to uh, to really unfold. If Kane decides to be a free agent, we're not going to find out anything until the the middle of July. I, I would think in his situation, I mean, put yourself in his shoes. Uh, you got a chance to maybe really cash in. We know what he's been through. I, I know that there are some Oilers fans. Rob and I got a call after Game Three who still aren't comfortable with him being on the team. But from a hockey perspective, pretty amazing what he what he did. And you look at him and Hyman on the orders for this playoff run, they didn't have them last year. That's that's a big difference. That, that was probably the biggest difference. What, what were we talking about a year ago? Drysdale and McDavid don't have anybody to finish their plays. Well, Hyman and Kane finished plenty of plays set up by McDavid or Drysdale and made a lot on their own as well. And Drysdale had this to say about Kane's impact. I think 
you know, we're very happy with um, how, how he came to our team, what he brought to our team, obviously, um, on the ice. But off the ice, he was amazing. He's a great, great team guy. Put the team first. Helped our team in a big, big way. So I think we'd love to have him back. I can't say more than that. Um, it's not, not in my hands from, from now on, obviously. But, yeah, he's helped our team big time. Okay, there's uh, just a smattering of some of the comments you're going to hear from members of the Edmonton Oilers today as they packed it up after being eliminated by the Colorado Avalanche. Craig McTavish with his perspective coming up in the next half hour of the show between 7.30 and 8, the debut of the Elks this week for uh, this season. Usually it's going to be on Mondays at 7.30. We had the hockey game last night, so we'll start it on a Tuesday. Elks in BC on Saturday, countdown to kickoff. At 6.30, the game will start at 8, and uh, we will be bringing you Stanley Cup final games on 6.30, Chad, as well, once that gets going. Mac T up next. 6.30, Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30, Chad.